Hello, welcome to the first episode of Physiology of the Brain with Jacob and Joseph. I'm Jacob. And I'm Joseph. Um, we're, uh, we're excited to get started here. Yeah, we're coming at you from a random graduate B-school room at Tulane University, which we sort of snuck in. Yeah, probably not allowed to be here, but that's okay. That's totally fine. We're going to make it work, you know? We tried to go to the music room. Those were all locked. So now we're here in this conference room. All right, so um, I guess uh, let's do a quick introduction. So, Joe, who who are you? <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. On the on this this list, Jacob has written the question, "Who is Joe?" And I'm gonna tell you who is me. I'm a see, I'm a third year undergraduate student here with high hopes and aspirations of things in the neuroscientific field. You might want to establish where here is. We're at Tulane University right now, uh, right? Because we're gonna reach a, a wide range of people. So, no, but yeah, we're both at Tulane. Uh, I'm I'm a third year student. I'm studying uh, neuroscience as well as Spanish, doing something medical eventually. But you know, let's see where life takes me, basically. But yeah, really excited about research, um, the neuroscientific world. I think it's amazing, and people should know a lot about it. You know, and so uh, here we are, looking to make a podcast. So, Jacob, who is you? Well, uh, actually, before we get into that, how about you uh, tell us about this little idea that you uh-huh. had of this okay. podcast? Fair mm-hmm. enough. All right, so I went abroad in the summer of – no, fall of 2016, so not too long ago from the recording of this podcast. And before that, Jacob came and visited me, and we were just hanging out with our friend Zach Buchanan. We'll give him a shout-out nice and early on this podcast. What's up, Zach? <laughs> And anyway, um, Jacob and I said, hey, you know it would be cool if one day we just did a podcast together? And it was probably 98% joking. And the 2% of me that wasn't joking about four months later said, hey, Jacob, let's, uh, let's make a podcast. It's going to be about brain stuff because that's what I like. And he was like, cool, let's do it. And so we came at it with the idea of just having fun and doing a podcast together. Um, when it becomes personal is that part of what I love about science uh, is, is just how present it is in everything. Obviously, like biology is really important for us, for the world, for animals, whatever. Biology is important. But a lot of times it can be kind of scary to approach, I guess, and not well represented in the media. Uh, Robert Sapolsky is pretty much my idol, and uh, if he's listening to this, then definitely shout out for him. <laughs> he's the zebra guy, huh? He's the zebra guy. Okay. Zebra guy. Uh, he wrote the book, uh, How Zebras, um, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. It's about stress physiology. Uh, but, but he presents it in just such an amazing and approachable manner. And I think that's really important for, for people who are in the sciences um, presenting to people who are not in the sciences. So I was like, Jacob. You fit perfectly into this, what I think is a, a great goal that we should all have as scientists, because you're not a scientist. Um, so, Jacob, that can lead into who is you? I is a non-scientist, although I did take physics. I took That's my <laughs> one true. science class I took. <laughs> I remember um, those days. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in the business school. I am studying legal studies, uh, so basically business law, and... Um, I just kind of happened to wander into it. Uh, it was one of the classes you have to take at the business school, uh, and I liked it. So that's what I want to do. I want to go to law school. Um, I'm also minoring in philosophy. 
Um, so that's fun. I uh, really enjoyed that, but realized I didn't want to, you know, I don't know what I would do if I majored in philosophy. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, be Keith. One Actually, of our favorite professors that we've taken I, together. <laughs> teach people how to meditate. <laughs> Lots of fun. Um, but anyways, actually, Joe, as I was I was doing some research, I was curious, like on the legal aspects or how how neurology and legal things might be connected, and thinking through some of the things we've taken in, taken in some of my legal classes. Um, so, fun fact: um, to oh prove most crimes, there has to be an actus reus, which is like the physical act of like if you're punch someone, you know, the punching is the, okay. and then there's the mens rea, which is the intent, and that's where a lot of the connection was coming through, like how to prove intent um, neurologically. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of articles about that I skimmed through. Um, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And then also in philosophy, we, um, a lot of philosophy overlaps with psychology, which I know overlaps a lot with um, neuroscience, so um, a lot of that's been fun too. I also recently broke my head, which you're aware of. Casual. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I've learned a little bit about how what's going on there. So I think I'm. You've also learned to wear a helmet when you're longboarding. Yeah, prob- probably <laughs> if I ever longboard again. Um, so I think yeah, I'm. I, I uh, have a little bit of a perspective, but certainly not in a from a science direction. Um, yeah. So hopefully this works out. I think it's going to be pretty great. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, going back to the psychology point you mentioned, I think that's pretty important and interesting component of neuroscience and actually the the introductory neuroscience class that I took I think it was the first day maybe the second day the professor posed the question of of what is the mind is it something we control and have sort of agency over or is it just a a mix of chemicals and neurons there is not an answer to that and there may never be and some people will tell you some things and others will tell you another and uh that's where philosophy comes in you know we, we ask that question a lot <laughs> <laughs> there you go what is what is the mind what is the self we asked it once so maybe there's there's a little bit of crossover but yeah um yeah so i guess so now you know a little bit about us uh, about the whole point of this podcast in the first place uh we're gonna jump in i guess to a little bit of what is neuroscience? You know, it's a it's a pretty hot topic these days. But really, what is it? You know, what do you uh, what do you think it is, Jake? I think it is the uh, the study of how the nervous system develops, its structure, and what it does. And I think that because I read it on <laughs> Medical News Today. It's a pretty solid answer you got there. Uh, and I, I think I think a lot of people would give a definition sort of like that um, you know it's about the brain and spinal cord and that sort of thing and that's not inaccurate um, there's a lot of truth to that but I think that you know 20 word definition really sells short everything that I love about neuroscience um, that I've come to discover in the, the brief <laughs> three years that I've studied it and that I'm excited to discover in the next 20 30 40 however long I may live, there's so much out there. And people sort of know neuroscience is brain-related things, but they really don't know what neuroscience is. Uh, so we'll move into a little bit of the history. Oh, boy. This is exciting. <laughs> um, so Joseph put together the outlines, and I just kind of do research on what he has for me. Um, and one of the things I found most interesting is a lot of the history starts with the ancient Egyptians and mummification. Um, so they thought that the uh, heart was the seat of intelligence. So from um, like step one of my, I did some research on mummification specifically. <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's an the, interesting search history. <laughs> the first thing they do is they take a metal rod of some sort and they stick it up your nose and scrape out your brain because they, they end up removing like everything in your body and then they put back your heart and then they end up filling it with like sand and stuff too to keep it form. Um, so wow. I thought that was <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go into detail with that. I did. So just a little. Yeah, that's uh, that's where it all started. We've been fascinated with the brain since mummies. Of course, we had it a little bit reversed then, as you can see. Um, we did not know the center of intelligence and cognitive ability was the brain. But in about 500 BC in Greece, um, they started thinking a little bit differently. Of course, leave it to the Greek to change that up. It's always the Greek or the Roman. But uh, So in about 500 BC, they we, we find some evidence of writing that suggests that ah, maybe the brain is what makes us think. Um, this little storage unit in our head um and really things sort of lived in the world of philosophy for a, a good long while um medical discoveries really didn't begin to happen until sort of renaissance time um so the 1500s roughly when those explorations started to to grow and there was one guy who was pretty important in the beginning of the really just science and biology discoveries in general um, you know, we want to talk about him, Jacob. Are you talking about Aristotle? I, I, yeah, maybe. That's one, for sure. There are a lot. <laughs> well, Aristotle, um, back in the day, um, well, he actually kind of, he, he reversed a little bit. He thought, he went back to the Egyptian uh, viewpoint that the heart was the seat. But he, but he thought the brain was important and that it <laughs> helped cool your blood. So it would circulate through the brain, cool down, and make us more level-headed I guess I think he said some stuff like that. It was, it was kind of strange, but good old, good old Aristotle. The the real person that I was referring to <laughs> as the the heart of biological discovery was old Robert Hooke with his microscope. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Makes a little more sense. Um, no, he he was the one who really pioneered microscopic development and microscopic exploration. And until that point, uh, like I said, science itself had, had very much existed in the realm of philosophy because it was really difficult to sort of study the body and study the brain and, and understand what they were doing, truly what they were doing. Um, but like I said, in you know 1500s, people started exploring things and um, you know medicine didn't not exist. We, we had medicine, but it was, uh, it was pretty crude by our standards today. And a lot of that was because we didn't know what was happening on a microscopic cellular level. Uh, but Hook changed that. And today we have crazy microscopes. Jacob was looking at a picture of an electron microscope and was just baffled by by its magnitude, really, by, by what it is. Um, and those things are amazing. If, if you're a true nerd, just go online and look up pictures of electron microscope images. It's incredible, the things that we can see. Um, and that all started with Hook and his, his microscopic developments. And that leads to really 1800s, 1850s, when we started to learn about neurons. Neurons. So I looked up a little bit about neurons, and I think I uh, grasped that they're important. They're <laughs> uh, things that go on. I, I learned something about this a while ago, but uh, how about give us give us a little uh, definition here. A little taste of what a neuron is. So our next two episodes, we're actually going to talk about neurons and ion conductivity and membrane potential and things that sound really jargony and really science-y. To an extent, they are, but they're also the fun foundation of everything we know in neuroscience. So they're also really important. And we're going to try and present those in a, in a kind of a fun, maybe fun, can you do that fun? Uh, fun manner 
before we get into the really interesting neuroscience topics. We can do it, buddy. Yeah, we can totally do it. Basically, though, the neuron is just a cell. So it has all the same parts that you're used to from your high school biology. Like a cell membrane? Cell membrane. Oh, I remembered it. Beautiful phospholipid bilayer. That's your cell membrane, man. Um, Yeah, it has a membrane. It has your powerhouse of the cell, which a lot of people know are the mitochondria. Chloroplasts. Those are um, those are in plant cells, but so all these organelles you learned in high school, it's all those things have are present in a neuron. But it, the, what makes a neuron different is its shape more than anything. Uh, so a neuron has its central cell body, and then it has really long kind of cord, which we call an axon, and at the end it's an axon terminal. So it looks kind of like a tadpole. You could say that, I suppose. Or like a like a yo-yo attached to your hand. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm following. It. And even to an extent with that analogy, your hand, all the fingers, how they would project from the end of the string on a yo-yo, okay. are what we would call dendrites. And so at the end of a cell body, these things kind of stick out like little crawling spider legs. Those are dendrites. So the spider legs communicate with the end of the axon, which would be your yo-yo in this case. So all of those things communicate between multiple neurons. That's how your brain works. Uh, it works through electrical signaling and all that. And we'll get into all that, but that's what a neuron is. It's just a special shaped cell, but otherwise it's still the same with the DNA and nucleus and all that good stuff. All right. Okay, thanks. That's a good summary. I think that's helpful. We can. So for everyone listening, whenever you think neurons, think yo-yos and spider legs, <laughs> and you're good to go. That's all. That's all science is. You know. That's all neuroscience is. Um, but yeah, so that started in. Roughly 1850s, when we, we were getting into actual diseases and um, disorders and neurons, and that's just really rapidly progressed for the, the next 150 uh, years until we're here today, uh, when we know an insane amount of information about neuroscience and, and how it works, and we'll get into all of that. Needless to say, that's kind of the, the rough history, uh, which takes us to today. So what's going on today? <laughs> Lots of good stuff going on today. How about we talk a little bit about the uh, difference between brain science or perhaps cognitive science? Uh, compare that with neuroscience. So what's what's the perceptions there? What's the difference? Yeah, I think you hit a little bit on it earlier when you mentioned sort of the psychology philosophy overlap, and then neuroscience um, really takes much more like I kind of mentioned cellular role. Um, so neuroscience falls a lot more into the the hard science biology. Uh, and cognitive science a little bit more encompassing. It, it encompasses neuroscience, but it also encompasses psychology, um, neuropsychology, biopsychology. So neuroscience is a part of the cognitive science tree, uh, the family of those cognitive sciences. Um, we're going to focus a little more on neuroscience. because That's sort of what I'm interested and more familiar with. But know that it all relates to a lot of cognitive things. Um, there's also sort of like we mentioned earlier with with your philosophy class always asking brain and mind there are a lot fewer concrete answers in cognitive science uh, when you start getting into the psychology crossover and um i'm a fan of of lab uh lab sciences and sort of concrete answers i think that's just how my brain works so the cognitive sciences are really important uh, but I'm not as good with them and not as interested in them in general, um, sort of the sort of psychology side of things. I'm just kind of a lab nerd, and I'll admit to it. 
That's why you're here, you know. Yeah. That'll work. Kind of <laughs> zooms in a little bit, um, narrows our topic. I think that'll work well. Yeah. So we have a note here, poking and prodding. <laughs> what, what, what did you mean when you wrote poking and prodding? Cultural understandings, you know. Um, I think something that used to come to my mind a lot in the world of neuroscience was that stereotypical like mad scientist image of someone with their brain open and like someone poking a little electrical signals and their arm flying up or something. Like, I don't know. That was just what used to come to mind or images or books or who knows what. Yeah, but. Joseph and I were talking about this earlier and I thought of the, the rat in the movie Rabbit 2 just pulling <laughs> on the guy's hair helping him cook exactly like that's what would come to my mind like oh people are having little experiments and stuff like that it's obviously it's not really that it's very different although people do 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 that um, to try and discover what connections there are uh also sort of a, a random fun fact which is also relevant to your brain injury the brain cannot feel pain uh, but the skull can so when you have open brain surgery uh people just Poke at your brain with no anesthetic. Cool fact. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So that takes us into computers and artificial intelligence and oh, kind of in, in within the scope of neuroscience. Yeah. This stuff's crazy. I would like to do a whole episode on this. Hopefully we'll get there. I, I don't remember if I wrote it down or not. But AI is is sort of a lot of where the the field is moving these days. One crazy thing that I read about the other day was uh, people growing connections and pathways of neurons basically in a Petri dish and using that as a brain simulation, which is kind of mind-blowing, um, obviously a little primitive. And then if you connect that with like computer simulations, then you can really describe theoretically how the brain works. And you can use a computer to run tests and simulations instead of human trials, which is amazing. Anyway, that's the future. <laughs> yeah, again, another thing that I envisioned when he, we were talking about this earlier was just a pile of mush on a plate. <laughs> um, I'm sure it, it might be like that. I'm not sure. I don't know what it looks like. But it, it sounds like some really cool stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, a lot to look forward to. And we can also look forward to the Terminator from that, so. <laughs> I haven't seen the Terminator. I don't, what? I don't, I don't, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't have the... Oh. I didn't get the reference. I'm sorry. Well, hopefully our, our audience will understand. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, man. Um, next, let's move on. Let's uh, Maybe this will give a little more of a taste of what we're going to be doing with with the podcast moving forward. We'll, we'll take specific uh, topics. Uh, for example, today we're just going to do a brief overview of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Um, just um, maybe show what, what, what we're aiming for here. Yeah, so I think – I think the point in this context is like people are kind of familiar with Alzheimer's and with Parkinson's, um, but they don't really know what it is or how it works or what it does. Some people might if they have um, family history or, or a loved one, but in general, I, I don't think people understand what's really happening. Um, we'll go over them pretty specifically in their own their own podcast, but. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea where we're going, Jacob had a few notes on Parkinson's, and I, we were talking about it earlier, just kind of go over things, and I was like, this is exactly what we, what we want to do as a, as a podcast. So we'll give you one little, one little taste of what is to come, and then we'll move into what's really going on in the culture. We ta talked a little bit about a few things that people think are happening, and then we'll go into some 
actual happening. So yeah. So Parkinson's seems a little bit. It's a little bit mysterious. Um, we do know some things, but not a whole lot. So what from what I can tell, we have these uh, we have these neurons, you know, our yo-yos uh, in our brains, and we have this thing called dopamine that the neurons affect somehow. Okay, what's dopamine first of all? Can we, I've heard it a lot. What what is what is dopamine? Dopamine is a type of neurotransmitter, and neurotransmitters are these little small chemicals that conduct the electrical signaling that I mentioned. Is how your brain communicates to each, to itself and to the rest of the body. And neurotransmitters control that. Dopamine is a specific type of neurotransmitter uh, that has a lot to do with the reward pathway, um, but we've also found that it has a lot to do with kind of modulation of, of small movement or fine motor skills. Uh, and that's part of the system in which these cells that you lose in Parkinson's exist. That's going to be our tidbit because there's so much more we can even talk about right now. But that's what, what we have. That's what we're bringing to you. You're going to love it. Here's a little teaser. We'll be using the words Louis bodies and <laughs> alpha synuclein. <laughs> Louis bodies and alpha synuclein. He'll get there. These things are really complicated to pronounce. All right, well, I don't even think I pronounce them all correctly. Um, but basically, the point being that those are a lot of things people think about when they hear neuroscience. But there's a lot actually going on, too. Uh, we have a few statistics for medical research, but um, really, at the end of the day, there's, there's a huge uptick in funding from the NIH. Uh, there's a huge uptick in research pr proposals and projects from these research universities. A significant portion of the population, uh, these are excluding mental health and addiction problems, which are also neuroscientific disorders, but just purely diseases such as uh, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. 11% of the estimated world population is suffering uh, from some sort of neurological disease that, that we can identify. Um, not something as complicated as addiction, uh, which is also neuroscientific. 11%, and that's from 2010, which is the last um, time the WHO ran that survey. So seven years have gone by. Um, it's probably more, I don't know, uh, but that's a huge number. Needless to say, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we're excited to explore it all together. And we're going to bring you a small sliver of this world that I love so much and am so fascinated in. But yeah. Cool beans. <laughs> cool beans indeed. All right. Anything uh, else you want to add? I don't think so, man. Looks like it's about it for me. This is our first podcast, so I guess <laughs> roll with all the ums and thinkings <laughs> and weird ticks that we do with our speech. We're going to listen to ourselves and work on that. Yeah. We'll learn as we go. We'll yeah. Right. We'll get into flow. It's going to be pretty great. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website, pbwithjays.com pbwithjays.com, not that delicious sandwich you used to eat as a kid, which we both still eat religiously. Um, you can sign up for a mail letter there, our newsletter. Uh, we'll put you on. We also have a blog that we post once or twice a month with some fun articles, what's been going on with us. And you can also send us an email at pbwithjays at gmail.com. That's all I got for us. All right. Well, we will uh, sign off from here in the business school classroom that we are in. <laughs>